is Radio 89.7 FM, streaming to you from the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. My name is Ira and I am currently joined in the studio by artist Elia Bossard, who is here to talk about her project Assembly of Arenas, which will be showing from 7th to 11th of September at Sydney International. Elia Bossard is an installation and visual artist whose work centers around the construction of material and mental spaces, encompassing site-specific installation, sculptural scale models, drawing and writing. In her practice, she draws on socio-political and phenomenological aspects of space to express the felt but often unseen relationships we have with space or place in daily life. And her work, Assembly of Arenas, which we will be talking about today, is drawing from this interest by looking at the organization of chairs or sitting arrangements within the spaces of gathering. Good morning, Elia. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Given that you have spent quite a bit of time researching the spatial arrangements in terms of how we gather, how we organize sitting arrangements within the space, I was wondering if you can start this conversation with me today by describing the sitting arrangement that you and I have here at the moment and what have you discovered through your research? How does this particular sitting arrangement affect our interaction? Well, this is really interesting because in the book all of the seating arrangements are just comprised of chairs whereas today we're sitting across the table from each other so immediately I feel like that is creating some sort of boundary between us but as we're facing each other so we're sitting in this quite intimate small room uh, with low lighting it feels very cozy <laughs> feels very friendly in here and yes as soon as I came in you were facing me coming in through the doorway and you smiled at me it felt very welcoming and we're sitting at this table that has a rounded edge there's no hard edges to it so it feels like oh I could just come up and find my seat here across from you and sitting across from each other it feels very you know we're ready to have a conversation it's one of those very social spaces yeah like going to a cafe or meeting up with a friend to have dinner or something yeah and what are some of the other shapes of assembly or shapes of gathering that you have discovered through your research well the project started with because I have background in theatre and designing for performance so dance and opera and um, music concerts I really wanted to document somehow the different kinds of theatre seating spaces so in theatre especially with a lot more black box theatre you know the seating arrangements are very flexible so we could create an in the round theatre space where everyone sits around a central stage or a traverse theatre space where the audience is on opposing sides of the stage looking inwards we also you know everyone knows the classic amphitheatre shape like Sydney Opera Concert Hall or any theatre that you go to where the audience is surrounding the stage looking at the stage and we sort of form this like very graceful circle together, like ancient Greek amphitheatre style performance spaces. Um, so yes, that's where the project started to wanting to document these spaces. But as I was playing with these miniature chairs, these model chairs, I started to develop a few settings, I guess you could say they're more imaginative. So thinking about 
possible ways that we could shape listening spaces or spaces for listening to each other. So placing the chairs in a way that puts our ears next to each other, for example, or placing the chairs in a way that is perhaps more antisocial, so in a circle facing outwards, so facing away from each other. By experimenting with these different shapes, I was just trying to get a feeling of, is there a difference in feeling when we face each other, when we sit facing away from each other, when we're sitting in a corner or sitting in a circle or looking at each other, a more equal space? Yes. And uh, as you mentioned, as part of this project, you were creating actually a little models of chairs, which I think you yeah. use 3D printing methodologies to create them. And then you have arranged them in those shapes of gathering and you have took photographs of those arrangements. Yes. Can you speak about that process a bit? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as I said, from my theatre background, I was building a lot of models for set design and models are fantastic for feeling how a space could function when people enter it, whether they're actors or performers or guests that you invite into a show. This project started in 2020 in lockdown, the first COVID-19 lockdown, and I was just really using the materials I had on hand. I'd just come back from overseas, and so my studio was like a mess and had scaled down at the time so this project in a way funny way really reflects that kind of scaling down of ideas from large-scale installation into just using small models and um, these chairs I had from previous models that I'd built and I'd always wanted to have time to play with them so using yeah just some like leftover pieces of timber in the studio and um, the room I was using at the time had one window with this natural light coming through that was quite beautiful, very directional. So I set up the model box next to the window and, yes, I, I did a setting every day and took a photo of that setting. So I had a collection of yeah over 100 settings and then from there I refined the aesthetics of the work and re-photographed every single one and then collated them into grouping so in the book there are some chapters and each chapter explores a different setting kind of social setting or space shape for mm -hmm. us to gather in yeah and the book that you're mentioning will be part of this exhibition and we'll talk a bit more about the book itself in a moment but uh, when you speak about these different settings I was curious what was the research phase for this project like were you observing your environment and noticing all these different sitting arrangements that already exist in our society and our culture uh, were you googling what's maybe in some other cultures were you imagining purely what could be possible I would say for this project it was mostly based on observational research because I've been performing since I was like 10 years old as a classical flutist. So I've, I have a long experience of entering into different kinds of performance scenarios, then, you know, going and studying music professionally and then studying theatre design professionally. There's a real sense of moving from on the stage to behind the stage and being part of the team that constructs the stage space and also constructing the experience of the audience. So I think within that process of learning and studying and also working, there was just a sense of research in terms of I always had an interest in experimenting 
with the ways that we could shape audience and performer relationships. So there was definitely something through that research, like practical experience that I wanted to capture and that inspired the work. But then, of course, yeah, there's like, um, you know, visiting other spaces. Like um, I have part of my family lives in Tunisia and they have an incredible array of ancient Roman ruins and visiting like an actual amphitheatre space is just the most incredible feeling because it's, um, you know, I've been in a theatre built this century, but to go to a space that has been constructed 2,000 or more years ago and it's still standing, it's outside and it's constructed to work with the shape of the landscape on a hillside and it has that natural bolt. I mean, it's just, I think, remembering experiences like that that I've been to as well informed the project and yeah there are a few I would I would say personal experiences well I don't know sitting around the family dinner table trying to capture some of those more intimate social moments as well um but yeah <laughs> and from your personal your own body's perspective what is the most comfortable sitting arrangement that you can find yourself in and does that change from situation to situation oh um Maybe a dinner table. I love a dinner party. So, yeah, I think dinner tables are very um, wonderful spaces. <laughs> and is it a round table or a square table? Oh, probably a square table, yeah. I, I have sat at a round table. My grandparents have a round table. I think like one of those classic round dinner tables from the 70s and I love that they still have that and it really um, changes the shape of the room. But um, I don't know, at, at a, a rectangle dinner table there's something about negotiating the space there's definitely I don't know in my family you know we all have like a particular seat around the table and so there's something really comforting in that but then also when you have people over you have to sort of maybe reshuffle that setting or add a few more chairs and there's um a real sense of like inviting people into that space because you have to think about where's everyone going to sit but sometimes you don't think about it at all like at our place It's just myself and my partner. We don't even have a dinner table. It's just a kitchen island bench with some stools that we put around it. So it's a very <laughs> disorganized space. But I like that. It's just there's still that kind of flow around this central gathering space, which is the table, I suppose. Mm. As part of this project at Sydney International, you will frame a few of those sitting arrangements that you have identified. You will have three framed prints. Yeah. How did you go about choosing these particular three? Why those three rather than the others? Yes, there's uh, 60 images in the book, so just choosing three was quite difficult. The one I really knew straight away that I was going to frame is called In the Round Eternal Circle, and that is simply chairs placed in a circle setting I understand it to be one of the most inherently known ways of gathering for people we stand in a circle with friends we yeah, sit around a dinner table we um we build institutional structures like parliaments and theatres in the shape of a circle so there's something very human about it something very simple and also plays with the idea of circles being inclusive but also exclusive spaces. So this print, the way that it's framed, reflects that kind of tension, I hope, where a circle is the most warm and desirable place to be in terms of connecting with other people, but at the same time can feel very exclusive if you're on the outside of that experience. 
and the other two prints had to follow on from that, I suppose, that feeling of perhaps a more intimate and very directly human connection, human-to-human connection. So the other print, one is called Heart to Heart, and as you and I are sitting now, it's two chairs facing each other but without a table. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, what has been coming to mind recently is... um, uh, that Marina Abramovich work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but um, you know that's that was a fascinating process in that it started with a table, and then partway through the project, the table was removed and it was just the two chairs, the two people sitting across mm. from each other, and that changed the dynamic of how the artist could relate with the visitor. And the third print is called Friend, <laughs> um, and. This is set into the corner of the model with two chairs sitting next to each other facing out. It's very simple, but as something that I really love about the simplicity of just sitting next to someone and feeling like a companionship or that facing out of the corner, you're facing the world together. There's, um, I think perhaps the thread through all of these is the absolute brilliance of connecting with another human and that it's just such a simple thing to do if we're sitting beside each other. Mm. Yeah. And corners are something that you're particularly <laughs> interested in as well. Um, so is there a significance that this union between those two chairs and those two entities that occupy those chairs is coming from the corner? Yeah. Is there a deliberate choice in choosing corner there? Love a corner, a very very contradictory places being very you know can be like cozy nooks but they can also be in trapping sort of places and so yeah there was a very deliberate placement of the chairs sitting in the corner but facing out of the corner together so Mm -hmm. the viewer looking at the image is looking at what would be faces of the people occupying those chairs and vice versa they're sitting in the corner looking outwards But yes, corners do feature quite a lot, corners and horizon lines as the, I guess, the greater architecture of the space that the chairs are arranged within. I wanted to use corners because most of the rooms that we occupy daily are rectangular in shape. And so we all have an experience of trying to fit something into a corner or putting a chair in a corner or um, a bookcase or something. So corners um well you know when you go to um uh, i'm thinking like golden age cinema you know there's a very different feeling from sitting on the edge of the row as against to sitting in like the corner seat right up the back or like pushed up against the wall so the seating arrangements also have a relationship with the wall with the corner with perhaps just the floor to sky horizon Mm -hmm. line and how the camera captures those settings that way is yeah important in framing a feeling of that space Mm. yeah yeah corner also for me is a place of hiding in a way or privacy so those Mm. two entities those two people who are occupying those chairs are maybe also wanting to exclude themselves from the wider environment in some ways and to observe in privacy the world around them without being disturbed themselves Mm. and in terms of the style of framing these prints it's quite a particular style where you have uh, chosen the image to sit quite 
small in the frame and there is lots of white negative space left around the image itself in the frame. What was your aesthetic thinking there? Why the print was receding inside <laughs> of the, the frame? Um, well, we always had this picture at home. It was a picture my mum had for a long time and it was framed exactly like that. The frame was not huge, maybe 50 centimetres square. And then the photo on the inside was of a dancer with a kind of flamenco skirt or some big skirt on, just stepping off a stage, like in a space that looks like an old school town hall with like a timber floor in the timber stage. And it was just almost like stepping off from a rehearsal or something. And um, it was framed within this huge white space, a tiny image with a very deep window. And I was always so curious about it because it was just not something that grabs you immediately. And I remember for a long time sort of disregarding it, like, oh, that's um, that's just a weird picture. But um, actually, I think looking at it more closely, the way that it leaves so much space around it and it is so small, it kind of draws you in and for me created this really intimate experience of like being a voyeur essentially into this space and mm. being very aware of myself not being able to be in the picture myself really it's quite imaginative and um I don't know I just I really yeah I really felt something from that framing anyway so I thought maybe it could work for this because actually there was something as I said before like in that tension of wanting to be close but also feeling on the outside and this could be a way to yeah create that sense of space literal mm. space yeah i'm wondering if now this that you are uh, saying is connected to another thought that you had in uh, regards to this project where you felt that it holds potential for action and interaction and the whole quote goes uh, that these chairs that you are presenting as part of the project are empty of actors but they hold potential for action and interaction. Is this somehow related to this attempt to keep us further away but then also draw us into the image or into the imagination of being part of this arrangement? Yeah, I think so. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, because um, it's so ridiculous. They're just empty chairs. Like, why are they provoking such like a, I don't know, like a strong reaction? Like, it's um, very strange. But yeah, I think it is the potential to know yourself in that space or feel something familiar from it and have an understanding how that space functions, especially with other people in that space. So, yeah, I, th I think that way they are, um, I, I, I hope, like, as one goes through the book, that there's more of a sense of, like, an aliveness to the settings and that, um, yeah, we can, they, they are full of potential, yeah. To be occupied, which received a whole new significance during COVID because this project started a couple of years ago before COVID era and then it was put... Well, maybe not on hold, but it waited the moment to be shown to others. And within this time of social isolation, these empty chairs became metaphor of something else. Can you speak about this transition in those two years of what the project became? Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, really. 
Um, yeah, I think it was just like all of the conditions for this project to happen were there. Um, before COVID, I was working at the Deutsche Oper in Berlin and that's, it's like one of the largest theatres in Germany and, um, that was the first time I'd also worked in a theatre of that scale and it was just the craziest kind of spatial experience. Like from the audience perspective, you're looking at the stage, but then from behind the stage, there's actually five other stage areas the exact same size where they hold other parts of the set on the left and the right behind, underneath, and this, and also above as well. You know, it goes about like... 16 to 20 metres high and um, it, it's just it, it's unimaginable really to like comprehend that much space mm-hmm. and then also to think about what the audience is seeing is only a small fraction of that mm-hmm. as well so how we design the space that is seen by the audience is very specific so anyway why I bring it up this is where I was before the project happened I was in this very large vacuous cave essentially and um Yes, to then come into like such a, a tiny, tiny space, um, which wasn't even my studio, and just using what I had, it was um, a complete kind of shock in a way. And then also to have all of our, yeah, our social, in-person social connections withdrawn as well, those kinds of necessary social interactions, it was a real, yeah, strange situation, I guess. But these are the, yeah, these are the conditions where the project came out and, um, and for the last year it was yeah it was kind of put on hold like the book came together within a few months it was done but um I think in the last year it's been that sort of you know emerging from that situation and that kind of isolation and for me personally I feel like it's actually taken until about now this year to fully re-emerge socially and actually be able to practice what it is to be with people and converse again so it feels like a very nice time, actually, to share this work again now. Yeah. Mm. And another thing that I was also thinking in terms of COVID and the consciousness of how we gather, I suppose, that the COVID brought about and uh, all the conversation around changing the old norms. And one of the things that, as far as I understand, that your project aims to achieve is to bring the attention to the way that we construct these spaces of gathering. And if we become attentive or aware that these are constructions, we can also deconstruct them. So in some way, these empty chairs create space for reorganization of that space of gathering. Mm. Yeah, um, I would say that thinking about power and control is definitely an underlying feeling within this project as well. Because, yes, as you said, the spaces that we inhabit with other people are constructed by people and so there's already there's always intention in space an intention in either shaping the relationships within a setting or wanting to control a social situation in the way that we place people within that space or a hierarchy one of the images is called premium opera seats and it focuses on the first few rows of the theatre because there is a hierarchical structure in the way that we sit in a theatre as well. So yes, I mean, following COVID, it is a real 
shake up hopefully to thinking about well how do we gather in these spaces how do we set up spaces for other people are we considering the environment that we're shaping for other people to experience and is there possibility to be flexible with these structures these social structures yeah mm. the book that you're mentioning you mentioned it a few times which will form major part of this exhibition and it will be available for purchase for those who are interested. It begins with a beautiful quote from Yifu Tuan which speaks about this organization of social chaos that we have a fear of and I will just read this quote. It says, forces for chaos being omnipresent, human attempt to control them is also omnipresent. In a sense, every human construction, whether mental or material, is a component in a landscape of fear because it exists to contain chaos. So this quote in a way frames the whole project, the whole mm. book. And in terms of this containment of chaos, reading this quote, I was contemplating what what is the alternative to this fear of what happens if there is an anarchy in the space or anarchical gathering in the space and whether it's also about not having chairs at all because mm. chairs as objects are designed to control the body in some way. Mm. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> but will we feel as comfortable as well? I wonder. It is, uh, yeah, it's a funny thing thinking about fear and design and because these structures, you know, we design spaces... I mean, when I say design, I'm also thinking about like setting up a dinner party for friends, you know, um, when we design spaces, there's a sense of wanting to make a space that feels comfortable because mm -hmm. you want it to be a positive experience. And I don't know, maybe there's like an underlying um, hope that you will have a positive social experience where you connect like on a very like deeply human philosophical level. Um, but of course, we're not, you know, a very... You know, we're not always aware of this. It's just something that we, I mm. guess, understand subconsciously. But yeah, I think this uh, this idea of chaos, every human construction is a component in the landscape of fear because we have a need to contain the chaos within. I just have such a strong reaction to entering a space where the rules of behaving in a particular way in that space are so inflexible. I remember going to a performance once at the Opera House and it was a it was an orchestral performance and we came in late, um, you know, we just couldn't be helped. But anyway, not that I like to arrive late to things, but, um, you know, we weren't allowed to take our seats, which I understand, you know, it could be interruptive to other people's experience of the performance, but we were relegated to stand behind the seats like in this really awkward kind of corner spot and um it just felt so felt so excluded from that experience of the music and excluded from being able to sit within the space with everybody else and these kinds of like inflexible conventions that don't allow people to arrive to a space differently and yeah it was I don't know if this is a very good example but it's just like um, there's so much rigidity in the way that we expect people to behave 
in different areas, like at school as well, like that there is, you have to sit in a certain seat and there's not much flexibility with that. Or like, when can you even, can you stand up? Like if you, if you want to stand up at school and have a stretch, like I, I don't know if there's that kind of room to just sort of move in a space in the way that feels comfortable for you. So yeah. Mm. Am I getting off track? I'm not quite sure. No, I, I, I mean, <laughs> there is no track right here. There's no track. <laughs> We are flexible about the path that we take. Uh, and, and, you know, talking about how we um, are told to occupy the same chair in school, but then we also choose to do that because it's part of that comfort that, as you were saying, at the dinner table, your whole life you have the same seat, which is your choice because it feels comfortable to have this little space within the larger space that is just yours but then at the same time it does enclose our perception of the wider environment and why I'm saying that is because in some of the yoga classes for instance I went to where as, as yoga students we also always put our mat in the same spot mm-hmm. we are creatures of habit basically <clears throat> and some uh, teachers have encouraged students to shift that spot from class to class so they can actually experience things anew mm. from different perspective so yeah it's it's interesting where does this need come from is it something innate to human beings to search for that is it completely culturally imposed and these mm. are the questions that we will <laughs> probably leave the listeners with uh, to <laughs> contemplate Yes. What in any space? What is the balance between freedom and control? Mm. And that is one of the questions that you pose as part of the project, and something that those who will come to Sydney International from seven to eleventh of September, which is next week, will have a chance to engage in conversation with you around maybe sitting or standing or lying on the floor. Who knows what the arrangement of those conversations As will please. be. <laughs> Elia, thank you very much for joining us on Eastside Radio this morning. I could keep talking to you about this theme for another hour, but we do have another guest coming in who are Joe Wilson and Chanel Collier to talk about their project that is currently showing at National Arts School as part of the Art Spaces Visual Arts Fellowship. Isid Radio 89.7 FM.